Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. People who fail to control their dogs are going to face fines of up to €5,000. And this is under plans and recommendations that are being brought forward to government. There's plenty of other measures as well as part of all of this, but I suppose the headline is the €5,000 fine. And um, it comes after, of course, a a young child, nine-year-old Alejandro Mizen, was left with um, life-altering injuries following a dog attack that you will remember while discussed last November. And I've asked you to get in in touch today with your thoughts on whether fines for uncontrolled dogs to double for owners are fair. Anne is with us on the line. Anne, what's your thoughts on this? Are you there, Anne? Have we got Anne? No, seems to be. Is there difficulty, is there, with the line? Yeah, OK, we'll come come back to Anne maybe in a moment. You can't hear me, Anne, no. No, we'll come back to Anne. Emma's with us on the line as well, though. Emma, do you think we should double the fines for, for owners of uncontrolled dogs? Well, I mean, my concern is at the moment, and I mean, it was a terrible tragedy what happened in Wexford. Um, and luckily, incredibly rare. I mean, 80% of dog bites actually happen within the uh, owner's home. Um, my concern is what happened after that is that they're saying they're bringing in more dog wardens. Now, dog wardens, all they did after it happened was go around parks asking people for dog licenses and finding them if their dogs were off the leash. It doesn't really get to what the root of this issue is. And generally, people who are walking their dogs out in the park are responsible dog owners. And my concern is that, again, responsible dog owners are being targeted and we're not looking at what the actual issue is. And the massive issue we have at the moment is chronic overbreeding of dogs in Ireland. And a huge, we're called the puppy farm um, capital of Europe. And we have a lot of dogs growing up in these mass industrial-sized puppy farms where you've got one person looking uh, up to 300 dogs at a time. The dogs aren't properly socialised. They're not looked after properly. But the government has no um, ha- has no willing to address this issue. And okay. I think when we're looking at control of dogs, we have to look at dog welfare. The two go hand in hand. Okay, no, fair, and fair, I think- fair point. But the point around, though, like when you say it'll target um, responsible dog owners unfairly, but you're like, if, if you're a responsible dog owner, you've got the dog licence, the whole lot, you've nothing to worry about. Yeah, but I think the issue is that a lot of people still will walk their dogs off leads because a lot of breeds of dogs can't get appropriate exercise on the lead. And there's a total lack of facilities for dog owners to, you know, give their dogs a proper run. Like where I live in South Dublin County Council, there's like four or five dog parks. Now, they're absolutely tiny. They uh, don't have separate parks for small and big dogs. It's like putting a, a 12-year-old child into play football with a six-year-old child. There's too many dogs in there. It leads to issues. I think dog owners okay. in general in this country, are, you know, were being demonised and dogs are being neglected as a result. I mean, I think it's very easy, you know, to have a knee-jerk reaction when a horrible incident like this happens. But I think the government is taking the completely wrong approach when they're looking at this. Do you agree, Anne? Do you agree with Emma there? Now, can you hear Anne in Waterford now? 
I can hear you okay, Anne, yeah. Of uh, yeah, just asking you, I mean, what's your view on this today about um, fi- the doubling of fines to €5,000 for dogs that are uncontrolled? Well, I don't know what controlled or uncontrolled means because dogs have ruined my walks. I On the 24th of May 2020, my first day out of... Uh, the COVID restrictions. I went to a local beach here in Warford and was knocked over by a dog and had my wrist wrist very badly broken. That dog was just left at loose on the beach and uh, caused me a huge, huge injury. Now, I don't know what having a dog under control is because I go to beaches now and I have to leave most of the time because people arrive, take the lead off the dog and let the dog off to do whatever they wish. Is that having your dog under control? Yeah, so the point around the dog must be accompanied by a person, a responsible person and under effective control at all times. To do with the callback, isn't it? Preferably on, on leads in, in public places. But you were obviously, you, you, were, you were injured or badly injured, Anne, in, in this. Very badly injured. I would love everybody to see my wrist as a result of this, which will be three years this coming May. Now, I've been well looked after and recovered, but I'm wondering, uh, you know, what the ownership of a dog means that they have to intrude. I walked on in Dunmore East and Waterford last Sunday morning. The bin was full of whatever, so the people who had their dogs out walking left their bags of the dog fouling next to the bin. So there's no dog fouling bins there specific, is there it, not? No, no, there was a bin there, but it was full, so full. they decided rather right. than bring it home, they would leave it for people to enjoy as we went for a walk. Andrea, I'm delighted you spoke to me and I just hope before I really won't be walking anymore that there will really be some major restrictions on people having their dogs just off leads with no, no control. Ger is with us as well, Anne. Ger is joining us too. Um, do you agree with this, Ger, that people who don't control their dogs sh- could face fines of up to 5000 Good evening, Andrea, and uh, thank you for having me live on air. Uh, yes, it's a very positive step, obviously. Um, absolutely positive step, and doubling the dog warden, et cetera, et cetera. But I would have to completely agree with your first caller. Sorry, I Emma. Him. I think it was Emma, Emma yeah. Yeah, um, the government, like all governments, are making absolutely no attempt to clamp down on puppy farmers and puppy farms. And that's all destroying to people like me, animal welfare advocates. Um, but to get back to the point of today's conversation, uh, yes, I believe it's law, I know it's law in the USA, unless otherwise designated that when you're walking a dog, it has to be on a leash at all times. And if people can't obey that law, then they should financially suffer. And it's a positive step in that direction, mm. but unfortunately... I've been banging my head off walls and doors 
trying to get this government to do something about puppy farms. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's, it's, it's not, I should say, it's not the only, the only measure. I mean, like, if this is approved, there's other recommendations, like having a central database for, for dog breeders. Uh, there's talk of having um, or recruiting 40 extra, I believe, dog wardens across the country. But sure, there's no point in talking about implementing tougher fines well, if, if you don't have people to issue the sanction. That's the whole problem, Andrea. I, I, I said it was a plus, and that involves the dog ward, which I mentioned. But, um, you know, how long is the piece of string? Mm. You're talking about creating a central database for dog microchips as well. I'd actually love to talk to a dog warden on well, the show. Well, today. I, can, I, can I just well, say I can, something I can, about that? You can. So, Who's that, Emma? It's Emma? For example, in my area, the biggest issue um, with dog breeds that are picked up tends to be lurchers. Um, and if you go to any rescue in Ireland, at least 50% of the dogs are lurchers. Now, the majority of lurchers who are picked up are not microchipped. And if they are, they're not registered. So I don't see how, you know, how, how any database is going to overcome that. Because if they can't work out who the owner of the dog is. We've a mass, there's a massive issue with welfare alerts. But sure, well. it would be easy enough to figure out um, the dog ownership if, if you have a dog license. I think I heard Pete the vet on this morning talking about like when you think of the number. I, I haven't got the figure to the top of my head, but the number of people that own a dog in this country versus the number of people with dog licenses. Well, if you look, yeah, if you look at uh, the amount of dogs who are picked up roaming, uh, how many of them would have a license to be microchipped? You see. So it's very difficult to enforce something if the dog is not microchipped and doesn't have a license and you don't know where it came from. So some of the views on this um, on WhatsApp here in 87 I think it's a brilliant idea. In fact, they should actually increase, triple the fines, especially for dog pooping. But are the fines and prosecutions ever followed through? Asks one listener. His texter says parents don't get fined for children who cause mayhem. So why should dog owners? Another listener says one in 11 cars on our roads are uninsured. Fines, even imprisonment doesn't lower the number. So who's going to enforce the fines um, and dog owners ban Andrea. some people from owning dogs? Andrea. Go on, Jerry. Sorry for cutting back in there. Yeah, you've just raised a very interesting point. Now, this is the second part of what I want to get across today. Um, you take the average... Um, person who's taken to court. The guards go to all the trouble, they get it to the court, front of the judge, and then you have the judge who gives the person a slap on the wrist and away, out the door, small fine. We had only uh, yesterday a case in Kilkenny and previously a case in Dublin. Um, I won't go into the details. Okay. And we have an upcoming court case uh, from a case in Donnerail. Again, I won't go into details. People who know all about animal welfare know what I'm talking about. But this is the second point of my issue. Uh, the guards get everything to get into court and then the judge lets them walk away. And it's simply ridiculous. And it's not right. P- Peter is with us as well on the line. Peter, I believe you put in a freedom of information request around dog fights. Yes, I did. Um, I asked them. Uh, I'll just get you to start that again, Peter. Sorry, we were just connecting with you there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I did put in a freedom of information request to Wexford County Council. Um, I asked them how many prosecutions have been made under the microchipping of dog regulations 2015 since the regulations came into force. And the answer I got to Wexford County Council, 
has not taken any prosecutions under the regulations to date. They say it's a practical difficulty in a penalty of €5,000 and a court prosecution is the only avenue of enforcement. They can't do it by way of a fixed penalty notice. But it seems amazing to me that since 2015, it's eight years, and there's not been one prosecution of an unmicrochip dog. When, as we know, um, I, I work with the rescue, and the number of dogs that we get in that aren't microchipped is a, probably about 90% of them. So despite the with the most recent legislation, um, even that's 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 in place, your your point is that um, people still they're they're not adhering to it, Peter. No, and no, and no one seems to be bothered. That they're not. Uh, as I said, there's not been one prosecution in Wexford since the regulations came in on the thirty first of March two thousand and sixteen. And you're obviously in this industry, are you? Um, I work with a local rescue. Okay. Yeah. And like even from the people that when well, I suppose from the the area you're coming from, um, the point around dog ownership versus the number of dog licences that people have to apply to get through the county council, isn't it? You get the the dog licence. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Like but there's no there's little point in a dog licence unless the dog is microchipped. The two need to work hand in hand. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Um, marry up the dog license with a particular dog and the only way that can be done is through a microchip. So people are inclined to either do both or neither, is that right? I think most responsible owners would have their dogs microchipped. I'm not too sure a lot of people adhere to dog licensing. I mean, I don't know if you know, but in the UK, dog licenses have been... Uh, not been enforced for years now. No one has to get a dog license in the UK. But by law, every dog in the UK has to be microchipped, the same as here. Mm. So do we need, do we need that in your, uh, in your view, Peter? Do we need both? No, I don't think there's any point in the dog license. That's just the revenue generator for the county council. And what, what does the dog license... Um... Presume, where does that money go, I suppose, when you pay the license? It's, because it's not that, from memory, it's not that's extortionate, I don't think. And you can get it for a number of years, can't you? You can get a lifetime licence for the dog, I believe. I honestly don't know how much they are. Mm. But I assume the money goes towards um, paying for the dog wardens and the dog pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And dog bins and dog fouling bins and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I would assume you, that's you where the money... Yeah. 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 But do you think... So you think there's no need for the dog licence just in force that every owner has the dog microchipped? Yeah, if you're going to enforce the dog licence, then hand in hand with that, every dog has to be microchipped. Otherwise, you could have six dogs, one dog licence, and if you get stopped, you show the one dog licence. It doesn't matter. This texture says people often choose dog breeds depending on what dog they think looks the best without doing any research. Different breeds have different needs. They're not a fashion accessory. Choosing a breed that needs lots of exercise, for example, may not be the best idea if you don't have the time or a place to exercise them. I think that's a very valid and well-made point. Gina has got in touch and says, I don't understand how how we can have a centralised database for microchipped horses for 20 years or more. And not for dogs. It's not rocket science. Every farm animal is tagged and traced, says Gina. This listener on roaming dogs, there's little point in increasing the fines. I wouldn't be placing too much emphasis on the amount 
fines will be increased to. Well, it's doubling. It's gone up to 5,000. Um, it's far more critical for the laws to be implemented in full and enforced. Tagging dogs, proper support for wardens are all, for example, um, are, for example, all key elements, says, says this texter. I presume you'd agree with that, Peter. Yes, I mean, the most important thing is every dog should have a microchip so it can be traced to a specific owner. I mean, in Wexford, you regularly see dogs wandering around the country lanes on their own. And uh, I'm sure if you pick them up and scan them, very few of them would have microchips. Mm. They've all got owners, but they just let them out to wander during the day. And uh, if anything happened, you'd never be able to trace them to a specific address. Uh, 087-1400-106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us about this. Anne, are you still there? No, is Anne gone? I just wanted to ask Anne how I know she talked about the, the implications she still has with her, her wrist from the fall and I, I just wanted to, to wish her well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about fines for owners who are not controlling their dogs, set to double to €5,000. All part of uh, tougher rules and regulations being brought in following an, an attack on a young boy last year in County Wexford. And I'm asking you for your views on this today, um, on the fact that the, the fines are going to, well, increase to 5000 Marie is with us on the line. Marie, do you agree with this or is it enough? Um, it's not enough because... There's no point having new laws, regulations, fines if there's nobody to enforce them. Um, I, um, The area where I'm living, I've been living here for a few years now, but when I first moved here, I skipped on dog waste. And I it was, I just felt like I, I landed really badly on my arm. And it swelled up, so I was in a cast. And um, I didn't want what happened to me to happen to anyone else. Like There's dog mess everywhere. I see fouling every single day. So I went to Cork City Council and um, okay, I had to get physiotherapy for a year and uh, they basically said that they had this education program through colouring competitions. That was their way of dealing with it. So the children would educate their parents about, you know, dog fouling. Colouring colouring Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do in Cork City Council, colouring competitions, you know. To, for the for adults the or the children? No, for the children in, in the local primary school. And they put up signage. They said education is, is the best way. But what I found out is that I think the the database for dog licenses and microchipping and so on, they're separate. So there's no real communication. And at the time, it's probably still the same. They'd outsource the dog warden role to the ISPCA in Cork. So they're already overburdened because they're dealing with like there's horse you know, horse problems. There's a lot. There's a lot of animal abuse. I'm on the north side of Cork City, um, and then I think the the there's, there's, there was major staffing issues at the time. So I think the litter warden had been taking on the dog warden role. So I, I like my neighbours. I see them let their dogs fell every single day after what happened to me. It's that like the, so. I did what I I could do. So mm. I didn't give them my real details because I was afraid of retaliation. But I, I um, spoke to journalists about what happened. So there was a number of articles in the paper. Um, okay. it, was, it was Blarney Street. It was about dog fouling on Blarney Street. Dermot Furter even mentioned, you know, the incident. You know, the, I, I walked along the length of Blarney Street and we, we counted the number of, do- you know, each pile of dog nests. It's everywhere. Nothing has changed at all. 
So, I mean, it's all well and good to talk about fines, but the problem is that if I say with my neighbours, if I was to go to court, so when I spoke to my landlord, the landlord was like, this isn't my problem. This is um, Cork City Council. They're the mm. ones who, who have to deal with this. And they're like, you can go to court. But when I went to my landlord, my neighbours out my windows and they dumped rotten fish in my letterbox and did stuff like that. And I went to the guardie. They said, well, you got off lightly. You know, do you, re- do you okay. rely for your living? Okay. So it could have been a lot worse. So, I mean, to go to court, you're dealing with that unless you can move away from the area. And there's it, a lot. There's, 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 a, yeah, there's, there's a there's a lot that I I I I take the point you're making about the whole process. I suppose of of going through the courts. Um, Des has gotten touch. She says I'm a vet. There's not enough enforcing of the existing legislation. We need more dog wardens. The minister now knows this. Education change of owner behaviour also badly needed. Says Des. Geraldine in Cork. I bought a dog license last night online on licenses.ie via, uh, via Cork County Council website. I just had to tick a box to say my dog dog is microchipped but it didn't ask me to input the microchip number well thanks for, for letting us know that Geraldine I, I would have just assumed you had to do that this listener says the annual dog licence 20 euro you can buy a lifetime licence oh it's 140 euro says this texter Marie is with us um, or sorry Claire is with us too Marie on the line Claire do you think that increasing the fines to 5,000 that'll help change behaviour um, no Andrea um, from my experience um I think it's a pointless exercise um, increasing the fines and also hiring more dog wardens because at present um, the laws aren't being enforced. Um, in my area, there are dog owners um, they just let the dogs out loose and when they're warned and fined they just ignore it. There's one dog owner in particular um, he has a dangerous breed and he was warned <clears throat> by the guards and also by the dog warden and um, to have it muzzled and on the lead. And they still continue to let it out loose. No lead and no muzzle. So I think it's pretty pointless. Mm. And this is a one this is one of the dogs that's on the restricted breed, Claire? It is. It's yeah. a Rottweiler. Yeah. And um, are you afraid would you be afraid of it? Um, well, in I've actually have a condition where I have low platelets. So if I was pissed or I was bitten, I would bleed. Um, I've no blood clotting abilities. So um, it'd be pretty serious. I'm actually I'm scared to go outside for walks or because a lot of the owners in the area let their dogs out loose. Another text from a listener who says, I'm a dog owner. I agree with any new rules, regulations, etc. that are to be brought in. But the situation with the overbreeding, cruelty and absolute greed in this country is absolutely despicable. The people who should abide by the regulations still won't bother. Dave is on the line as well. Dave, like, is irresponsible behaviour, um, is it commonplace? Well, Andrea, yesterday I was uh, around a shopping centre. Like, there were lots of family. It was around... 4 or 5 p.m. And there was an owner, although he had the two dogs on a lead, but there were these American pit bulls. I swear to God, its jaw had to be about eight inches long. It, it, it had no muzzles on. My view is I <laughs> I can see people avoiding it. Like, how could he possibly control those two animals if they got loose? And is it on the restricted... What did you say it was? A, 
I think they're American pit bull. Uh, are they dogs. on the restricted list? Oh, they would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I know there's some pit bulls. Is it? Is it? Is an, I don't know if an American one is different, but yeah, these would be. Yeah. Um. Jesus, like the size of its head, you know, um, bigger than like a person's head. Let alone the fact that it had a jaw like uh, up to eight inches long. I thought. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you, you, your, your point. It should have had a. Should have had a. Um, should have been in, in line with the current rules around the, the, the dogs on the restricted list, restricted like breeds too, list. Yeah, is it too much to ask dog owners to be responsible? Like, we don't want to see another case of that child, was it last year or this year, like losing half of his face. He's a figured for life now. But you could see people were uncomfortable, though. That's your point, Dave. Oh, yeah, people were, like, he was he was walking around like it's, it's a... a an out-of-town shopping centre, but they were avoiding a dog, uh, dogs and the owner. They're going to the opposite side of the uh, road, like. People were obviously uh, scared or they were moving out of the dog's way, keeping away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And did I, did, I did anybody do anything out of curiosity? or? What? Well, what do you do? Like, if you think about it, right, like, do you phone the guards? Do you phone the dog warden? Where's the information? I know, I know. You know? So what do you think, uh, like, some sort of a public awareness campaign around this? Well, that's what you start with. But, like, I agree with your um, your other listeners there. Like, <laughs> you know, fines are one thing, but maybe at this stage, if, if owners keep uh, floating the law, just remove the animals, that's it. Take them off them. Yeah. Dog wardens, says Paul, should have the same powers as the Gardaí to see, basically to seize the dog, I suppose. The Gardaí should also take responsibility for enforcement, says Paul. Like, that's sort of similar to your view, Dave, on this. Yeah. If people yeah, are flouting like, the rules. Look, it can't be easy. Like, you think about it. Like, a dog warden, would the, would the, would the dog owner let the dog loose at the uh, dog warden? You know, like, they need supports as well. It's not just as easy as yeah, let's give somebody a job as a dog warden. You know, it needs to be supervised for safety reasons as well. Mm. Well, I would have just assumed that we probably don't have enough um, dog wardens at all in the country to, to deal with the issues. But I see part of the recommendations here is that they're talking about um, recruiting 40 extra dog wardens around the country. And I suppose if they're going to bring in all these different measures, it'll uh, it'll be badly needed. Um, thank you for joining us on the programme today, uh, um, Dave there, Claire, Marie as well, for, for sharing your stories. This texter says, we need to get animal care providers like vets, kennels, etc. on board and to get a place where they won't treat or take on dogs unless microchipped. This would actually increase microchipping overnight, says this listener. Um, another texter as well has got in touch. Um, yeah, I think it would. it's extremely difficult to try and control this situation. Hopefully more dog wardens will help to try and um, control uncontrollable dogs that aren't being, uh, being responsibly looked after by, uh, by their owners. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.